Welcome, gentlemen, to episode 2.02 of the Commissioner Kellen podcast. We're going hard on the Keeper League tonight with a Keeper breakdown. I'll be joined by Dr. Brendan. But the other two leagues, Guillotine and Auction, you also need to pay attention uh, to this one. I've got announcements, reminders, survey results for both leagues. It's not going to be the most exciting podcast for you guys, but I'm going to keep it short because there is important information for you guys as well. I'm going to start how we usually do with the Guillotine League. Uh, Survey results first. So we only had one question. This is short and sweet. Uh, Basically, I asked, should we change to a... Well, I asked two questions. Should this league change to a two-quarterback league? And then I asked, should it change to a super flex league? And the vote was no. No was the winning vote on both polls. And both were by a vote of 9-3. to So I'm a little disappointed by that because... I thought about this for a little while. I thought Superflex would be a lot of fun for this league. Because um, once we start killing off our friends, two well, two quarterbacks wouldn't quite work in this league. If we ever do get to become a true uh, guillotine league in the sense that we have 17 members and we kill one person off each week, two quarterbacks times 17 members equals 34 quarterbacks and there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in a given week in the NFL. So that wouldn't quite work. However, I thought Superflex would be a lot of fun. Especially as we get down, you know, to 10 teams, 7 teams, 5 teams, 3 teams, 2 teams. They're all going to be starting two quarterbacks. I feel like it would be more competitive on the waiver wire, more money would be spent. Um I think it would be good for that league. I voted for yes for for Superflex. I think I voted no for two quarterback. But um, I'm going to start pressuring people uh, on that one to maybe go to Superflex next year because uh, I'm going to make everybody vote again next year. I think it would be good for the league. I'm not going to die on that hill, but I think it would be fun. Um, That's basically all I wanted to say about that. But the main takeaway is no, we will not be Superflex. We will not be 2QB in the guillotine league other announcements draft order will be coming soon for the guillotine league uh once again just like years past it will be a slow draft so finding time in your schedules should not be an issue i know Arika will be out of uh well i almost said out of the country he'll be in hawaii still technically in the country but uh probably doesn't want to be doing fantasy drafts on his honeymoon but i will say danko you know danko kind of did it last year so matt maybe you're just being high maintenance i don't know Reminder of how our rosters are configured. We've got one quarterback in this league, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, two flex, one kicker, one defense, six bench spots, and three IR spots. Other important details on this league, half point PPR, half PPR, I should say. Um, All player acquisitions are fab, obviously. Waivers go through on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, uh, or Let me rephrase. Waivers go through Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, all at 3 a.m. Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays are free agency. You can drop and pick up any available players or drop any players on your team at any time on those days. Minimum bid is $0. Um, And I'm not sure if this is new or not, but I was looking through the settings. Uh, This year, doubtful players you will be able to place on IR. That's always been... A complaint I've had in fantasy football over the years. Um, we're going to take that complaint out of this equation. I don't know if I changed it for this league or not. 
But if a player is doubtful, we all kind of know what that means. They're not going to play by you know definition of the word. So um, they will be able to put uh, be put on IR. That's it for guillotine, though. I mean, with so many different leagues with different formats and rules, I wanted to make sure everybody was reminded of the rules and the scoring before each of these drafts. So please, in addition to listening to this, please also review the rules and the scoring on Sleeper to verify everything I just talked about. And let me know if anything looks odd or wrong or if I miscommunicated anything, please let me know. All right, Freebird's getting good now. All right, let's roll into Auction League. Uh, big announcement for Auction. We are now on Sleeper. Oh, let's let this get, let's let, let this solo go. Man, that's good. It's a good time to take a little sip of long drink. A little 8.5% long drink. Let's go. So Auction is on Sleeper now. Um... I think sleeper is just kind of taken over. Um, that, that's kind of the main reason. And another big reason is I love how on sleeper you can see the losing bids on fab bids for players. So I think that's going to add a very fun element to auction. Maybe give us some more content to talk about on the uh, on the pots for auction because I kind of struggle for content on auction. So I think that'll be fun to see and talk about. But yeah, we are now on sleeper. Reminder of how the rosters are for auction. We've got two quarterbacks in this league, two running backs, three wide receiver, one tight end, one flex, one kicker, one defense. Five bench uh, spots for now. There's going to be an announcement here. I've got a crazy idea that I'm not even asking to, to vote on. We're just doing it. So five bench spots for now, two IR spots. Let's get into this new rule I have. So the challenge we've always kind of had with auction league because with an auction league, in my mind, I kind of always want you to have to pay to make a roster move, to pick up a free agent. I want it to ding you somehow with your fab. Um, the problem with that is there is no like real free agency. Like you know, if there's a late uh, player who's uh, deemed out for the week, you're kind of caught with your pants down unless you're prepared, which has always been what I preached. And you haven't really ever gotten in much sympathy from me if you weren't prepared and a player was deemed out and you didn't have a backup option. Uh, but I'm pretty tired of the complaining and the hassle and the headache that comes with that. Um, I've, I can't tell you how many instances there have been over the years where people are feeling bad for themselves, trying to make me feel bad for, you know, them not being prepared and having backup options. So when we draft, we will draft to have five bench spots. However, after the draft, I will then increase the bench sizes to 10 bench spots. So one idea I thought of is just, you know, make the draft longer, more rounds, but this draft already goes on long enough in the auction league. Uh, I don't think anybody wants to have a three and a half, four hour auction draft. It, it's fun for the first hour. Uh, we tolerate it for an hour and a half, two hours. Um, it, it, I don't want to make it any longer. So we're going to draft for five bench spots. And then we're going to increase it after that point to 10 bench spots, which means everyone's going to have five open bench spots without even dropping anybody. So we're going to have a new element to this league where after the draft, everybody is giving $1,000 fab dollars to fill those now new five open bench spots. Um, 
It's going to be exciting because everyone's going to have roster spaces to fill. Everybody's going to be targeting players. You're still going to have to bid and win these players. I'm hoping we can do this draft with a, you know, a week, 10 days, two weeks between when we finish the draft and the start of the season. So this fab we'll be getting will be considered like a preseason or off-season fab. So use it up. Fill those spots. You know, tinker with your lineups. If you drafted a guy for three bucks and you want to cut him anyway, you, you can drop the guys you, you drafted. It doesn't have to just be used to fill the open spots. You can use that fab however you want. You can cut players. You can move to IR, whatever. Um, but everyone will have open roster spots and everyone will have money. When the season starts, I'm going to reload everybody's fab. So like I said, that's just preseason or offseason fab. When the season starts, that's when everyone will then get their 1000 fab dollars to use for the full season. And we got to change songs here. So I think that's a fun element. I, I, I think that'll be, I think it'll probably solve some problems we have with the auction. Like not problems, but challenges. So I'm excited for that one. Um, I think I ran through it all. I had notes, but I just kind of started free balling. So, um, but basically this, there's no excuses now. I don't want to get a text on Sunday mornings. Um, hey, my guy's out. Uh, I didn't get the guy I wanted in free agency. Tough shit. I don't care. We have such large benches now you need to have a backup option probably two maybe even three depending on the position and how important that person is to your success in fantasy so i don't care don't text me I, i'm not going to put up with it this year um i feel like there was something else i was going to mention maybe not but maybe i'll think of it all right other important details for the auction league half point per reception all player acquisitions are fab. We already know that. Waivers go through on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, all at 3 a.m. Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays are free agency. That's what I was going to add. Uh, Singer had a problem last year. His player had uh, one of his guys played on Monday. He had the Monday night game. And he was questionable, questionable, questionable. Monday morning, Singer wakes up to an out status on a player. That's the one time I probably did have sympathy for someone. He's like, waivers don't go through on Monday, which was a fault of the league, I will admit. So we will now have Mondays for free agency. So um, if that happens to you, you can now uh, pick it up. Sorry, Singer, couldn't change it mid-year last year, but we can uh, use that. You're like our Lions. We'll use your uh, shitty circumstance to advance the league. So um, that's a, a change this year. Um, same as... The guillotine league, I'm not sure if this is new or not, but I did change the rule to make it so that doubtful players will now be allowed on IR. We all know what doubtful means. It, they're not going to play. Uh, it, doubtful is the dumbest status ever in fantasy. So doubtful, you might as well be out. So you can now put doubtful players on IR. Uh, for this league, six teams make playoffs. The top two get buys, which leads me to our survey results. This was just one question. Basically, I wanted to ask uh, what the tiebreaker for playoffs should be in this league. Um, and uh, the winning vote, basically the two options were total points for on the season, or if it should be head-to-head -head record uh, you know, between the two tied teams or, or three tied teams, um, which is what I always vote for. However, the people have voted, and it's the wrong answer, but the wrong answer won, and total points for on the season 
is the new uh, tiebreaker for playoffs. So I'm not going to die on that hill because that's more work for me to override what Yahoo does automatically. Or Well, it's not even Yahoo anymore, but um, we'll just let the app kind of do its thing. So uh, I'm not too upset about it, even though I think it is wrong, but uh, whatever. The people have spoken. Same as guillotine, please review the rules and scoring on sleeper to verify everything I just said as I uh, stumble over my words here. Um, a little rusty on the podcasting right now, but we'll get it back in no time. Um, let me know if anything looks wrong um, and uh, or, or if I misspoke. Uh, please let me know that as well. But um, That is it for Keeper League. So let's go now to Keeper. Uh-oh, we're out of music. I didn't think that would happen. I'm panicking, I'm panicking, I'm panicking. All right, Keeper League, finally. The last standing league on Yahoo because I like the draft report cards. Um, so, exciting news. Time of recording right now is 8.49 p.m. on Monday, August 7th, and the Keeper process is complete. You can now see the available players for our draft, veterans and rookies. Um, everybody that's a keeper is spoken for. They are off that list. So if they are not showing as available on Yahoo, on the app, on the website, then that means they're a keeper on somebody's team. For some reason, you can see the players on your team on a computer only, not on the app. I don't know why that is. Um, apologies. I wish that worked better. Yahoo's kind of... Uh, Kind of getting blown out of the water here more and more every year by Sleeper and the other uh, platforms. But uh, again, I like the draft report cards and Yahoo lets me do what I need to do for the Keeper League, which is pretty high maintenance. So I don't know if we'll ever leave. But uh, the draft for Keeper will begin sometime probably Thursday morning. More on that in the group chat, though, in the next 24 hours. The, the rosters in Keeper, we got one QB. Two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, two flex, one kicker, one defense, 11 bench spots, and four IR spots. This is full PPR. Free agency is a continual rolling list. Once you win a waiver claim, you move to the back of the line. So use those top waiver claim priorities wisely. Waivers go through on Wednesdays. After that, free agents can be picked up at any time. For the survey results... Uh, same question as the auction league, if you listen to that one. The uh, tiebreaker for playoffs is total points four on the season. Again, that's the wrong answer. Uh, I'm a firm believer that head-to-head record against the person you're tied with uh, is what should matter to uh, differentiate um, who goes into playoffs and who doesn't if there's a tie in record. Because um, like college football used to be, the regular season should matter. But um, like I said, it's the wrong answer, but the people have voted. So total points four is now the tiebreaker. This is the league that uh, that makes my life easier, actually, because that's what Yahoo automatically does. Second survey question. I thought there was only one, but there are two. Um, return yards, a.k.a. how Naheem Hines took down Kellen's team. Uh, they will remain a part of our league not entirely sure what i was thinking when i made that a part of our league when i created it so many years ago clearly i didn't know what i was doing um 
quite honestly, there's a lot to this league that doesn't make great sense, but this league is beautiful in its imperfection, in my opinion. Um, kind of, uh, you know, I, I made it when I was just a young college kid and didn't quite know what fantasy football is all about, but we gave it a shot, and uh, it's kind of beautiful in its own way how, uh, how the league is set up now, even though it doesn't all quite make perfect sense. But uh, return yards will remain a part of this league. Um, that's how Tyreek Hill got his start. So, um, I guess maybe that's what I have, uh, you know, I can thank this rule for, uh, having Tyreek Hill on my team, even though this cost me a championship, but that is it for the announcements, the reminders, the survey results. That is enough of me just reading off bullet points and talking. Um, let's get Dr. Brendan going here. Enjoy the, uh, the keeper segment boys. Dr. Brendan, thank you for joining me tonight. How you doing? Give us a quick life update. I'm good. Sitting here in the new and improved uh, man cave since last time I did this podcast. Added a third TV and a PlayStation 5. Then I also got my four-month-old golden retriever puppy digging uh, at the blanket down in my parents' uh, basement, living the dream. Still living at home. I'm good. You've made major upgrades to your parents basement though that's big upgrade quite a setup i've i've got a nice setup in my basement i'm kind of jealous of what you got going on down there plus you have a puppy so that's hard to be a puppy i haven't slept in three months since i got him but it's been fun oh yeah is he uh is he exhausted from the cottage he was this morning now he's pumped we just got back from a walk but we took gordy so we were going pretty slow oh yeah the old man yeah well, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, my our, our sister Colleen and her husband Sam got a puppy as well, who is the brother of Brendan's puppy. And when they're at the cottage together, it's just nonstop puppy Chaos. fighting and action. So, uh, yeah, when they finally separate and go home to, to their respective homes, they crash. So uh, finally, he's hopefully getting some much needed rest. Hey. All right. Thanks. What's up? He's eating a yoga mat right now. Hey, stop. Perfect. <laughs> I hope this whole podcast is you just <laughs> spontaneously yelling at your dog just randomly. And um, I named him Small, so you'll probably hear me say you're killing me, Smalls, quite a you're bit. You're killing me, Small. So there it's perfect name. There you go. <laughs> yep. He's, he's just, uh, you know, you named him perfectly, so he's just taking on the role. Um, all right, so what are we doing today? We're doing keepers, so we're going to break it down. Brendan, you and I did this same exact podcast last year, so we're going to start by going round by round for the for the first 10 rounds of the draft, uh, and we're going to, again, go round by round, and I'm going to say who kept which player, um, and we're going to each, Brendan and, I, Brendan and I are going to give our favorite and least favorite keeper of each round. Uh, and then we'll have a third element, which is I have the Yahoo ADP data. Uh, so uh, basically, I took uh, I found the difference between where each player was kept, and found the difference between where they were kept and the Yahoo ADP. So 
Um, you'll hear me talk a lot about like values or negative values or the uh, analysis says dot, dot, dot. So basically, you know, you want positive value. Um, you don't want the negative. The, the negative value means that you draft or you kept a player ahead of where their ADP says they should go. A positive value is a good thing. That's where um, you, you've got value. You kept a player at a better position than where uh, the value on, on ADP says they should be drafted in a normal draft. So I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I think everybody knows how this works. So let's start with round one. Brendan, you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's rage. Round one. So the first one, two, three, four, five spots of the draft are open. I think everybody knew that Chris Barnes was not going to keep whoever he had in the first round. He maybe even traded him away last year. So they knew Bijan was gone. I think everybody just kind of Cut someone hoping that Jameer Gibbs would be there for him, especially in a PPR league. Uh, some people are going to miss out, though. So uh, our first keeper of the draft goes to Joe, keeping Najee Harris at the sixth spot. Then we've got Eric right behind him, keeping Brees Hall. Rico then keeping Christian McCaffrey. Myself, Helen, keeping Jonathan Taylor. And then Eli, keeping Derrick Henry. Brendan, who's your favorite? Who's your least favorite? Talk about it as long as you'd like. Yeah, I think the easy favorite here for me is Christian McCaffrey just because I'm assuming, and I'm not in any redraft league, but I'm assuming he's the one going 1.01 1 uh, or at least the first running back off the board. So the fact that Rico is getting him at 1.08 to me is a huge steal. Uh, you just know what he's going to get. He's got a good offensive line. He's going to pass. He's going to catch. He's going to score the touchdowns. Um, it's one of the few uh, featured backs that are going on in this league. And so I think the fact that he's 1.08 is a huge steal by Rico. Yeah, I agree. That's my pick as well for the best keeper. Um, he got value in the first round, which was very hard to find um, for obvious reasons. I mean, it's the first round. You're not going to get many positives there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey to Rico and Jonathan Taylor to myself were the only positive values for keepers in the first round. But to be a little different, I'm going to talk about Eli's keeper of Derrick Henry. I mean, this this guy was the dude, um, one healthy. I mean, there is no running back who runs like Derrick Henry. No, he doesn't catch a lot of passes, but they call him the king for a reason, and they call him the Yeti because he only gets better as the season goes on and it gets colder outside. Um, I think Derrick Henry, I don't know if Eli had an internal conflict or not with Derrick Henry and whether or not to keep him, but to me it's a no-brainer because if he's healthy – they're going to run him into the ground. They're going to use him. He's going to get all of the goal line work. They drafted a running back this year to only be a handcuff in case of emergency. So I, I think Derrick Henry is a hell of a keeper in the first round for Eli as well. But yeah, my pick would be Christian McCaffrey, but I had to mention Derrick Henry just to be a little different. But who's your least favorite? I've never been a big Najee Harris guy. Um, he had a good rookie year last year. I thought he was pretty terrible. I don't think he has a one first round uh, value, especially with a uh, a rookie class. You could probably take a flyer on and and maybe take somebody a little bit down the road. Um, that being said, looks like Joe doesn't have a pick for a few rounds, so I don't know. I don't. I I would probably be in the same shoe where I don't know what to do if I had Najee Harris at one point oh six. I just don't like him in that spot. Do you hate Najee just because I have him in HFFL? 
No, I just don't think he's good. I don't think okay. the Steelers are that good. Uh, I'm I'm pretty high on Najee this year, so I I don't mind that at all. He Najee was yeah. Well, I get to that in a minute, but um, I think that's all fair analysis. I am a Najee fan with what the Steelers invested into their O line with Kenny Pickett, hopefully taking a step up this year uh, into a sophomore season, and uh, they kind of surrounded him with an O line and more weapons. So I think Najee, I think it's going to open things up for Najee. So I'm I'm a fan, but. Uh, the data that we'll jump into this now, I guess the analytics agree with you, Brendan Najee Harris was the worst keeper in first round in the first round. He's a negative 18 value. Christian McCaffrey was the best value. My pick though, for the worst keeper in this round was my own Jonathan Taylor. Um, and he was one of two players along with Christian McCaffrey to have a positive keeper value or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, the the unknown just scares me with the drama going on with him and the franchise and Jim Irsay, uh, I, Anthony Richardson is in town now who is going to run in touchdowns, especially at the goal line. I'm just a little worried. I don't like the unknown. I don't like the changes that have come with the Colts offense. And I just don't like the Colts organization. So uh, I'm just a little worried as a Jonathan Taylor owner. So uh, that's my pick for the least favorite. I'm going to hate on myself early. What a difference two years makes on Jonathan Taylor. No kidding. The, the, yeah. If you got an awesome running back core in a long-term fantasy football league, enjoy it while it lasts. Because, yeah, a year or two down the road, it could drastically change. All right, let's go to round two. Uh, we're snaking back. So, Eli, uh, we had nine. We got nine keepers in this round. Everyone but Sko kept somebody in this round. Uh, so Eli starts us off with Chris Godwin, then myself with Saquon, Arico with ETN, Eric with Javante Williams, Joe with JK Dobbins, Singer, Josh Jacobs, Rick, Joe Mixon, Brendan, Kenneth Walker, the third, Skip Sko, he's got a pick. And then Chris Barnes, Jamison Williams, favorite and least favorite. Go ahead. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to say it's Saquon Barkley. I think he's probably the number two running back. Uh, I don't trust Danny Dimes, so they're going to Unfortunately, this is your favorite? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, unfortunately, because it's mine. Okay. Right. And then I – keep in mind, I I once had Saquon Barkley on my – and Christian McCaffrey on my team. Oh, we're not going to get into that. No, no. I'm going to go off on a tangent. But I would imagine Danny Dimes needs a good uh, running game. So um, he's not somebody that's going to be able to throw the ball 50 times and have 400 yards passing and six touchdowns. He's going to rely on on Saquon to do his thing, and he's got the franchise tag, so they're going to use him and abuse him, not having to worry about the future. I'm sorry, not the franchise tag. He's got a one-year deal, which is just as good as a franchise tag. That paid him like 500000 more? It makes no sense. No, like, I don't I mean, know what his agent was doing. I don't know how he goes from disgruntled about a franchise tag to happy with this new deal with not even a million more dollars. I don't get it. I, no. I think I don't know who the owner of the Giants is, but he must have given him some cash or strippers or drugs under the table or something. I don't know because something's sweet in the deal. I, I don't understand it. So yeah, Saquon is my favorite too, Brendan. Uh, I'm trying to find someone else to just be different. Um, and I don't know if I really have one. So I'm not going to bullshit anyone. I'm going to say Saquon for the same reasons as you. Uh, Saquon's just in a different league. 
than the rest of these people. So uh, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Saquon's my favorite. Uh, I hated on myself in, in round one with my Jonathan Taylor pick. I'm going to love on myself with the second round Saquon Barkley pick. Who is your least favorite? Uh, I got J.K. Dobbins. So, Joe, I, I got uh, your first two picks are my least favorite guys so far. Um, but I love wow. J.K. What a hater. <laughs> I just realized that. I love J.K. I have him in another league. Uh, I think he's going to be good, but his whole knee injury thing going on, uh, I think he's already complaining about not getting paid despite barely even playing his first three years. Um, it's just kind of a messy situation, and I don't think he has that second-round value uh, to deserve being being there. So he's my least favorite of the, the guys listed. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, there's a lot of drama in these first two rounds <laughs> with Jonathan Taylor, with Saquon, uh, now JK. Yeah, he's just he's kind of a squeaky wheel, and he doesn't he hasn't really earned the right to be a squeaky wheel. Um, but I think the fantasy community is kind of like give this dude the ball because he balls out when he gets 20 carries in a game. Um, so yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from, but my pick is Jamison Williams. Um I hope to God that I eat these words and he ends up being a total superstar, but he's <laughs> suspended for six games. He hasn't shown us jack shit yet in through his rookie year. Yes, he was injured. Um, man, the off the field stuff, you can say that people are picking on Jameson and lay off JMO and Everything he's done is legal. Why do people care? But man, he's just got so many like things that pop up that are like, why are you like this? So it, to keep him in the second round, I Chris Chris knew last year when he drafted Jameson that he was going to keep him probably for several years. I understand that. There, there's talent though in the second round. So I, you know, I got to hate on somebody. That to me is just, that that's one that jumps out because the guy's done nothing. Um, and he's a second round keeper. I, you know, I wonder if Chris might regret that when he sees who's available at that pick and he can't pick because he kept Jameson Williams. It's the same situation almost that he, when he drafted him last year, he's going to miss yeah. about half the year and you don't know don't what know he what is. We're going to get when he comes back. Yeah. You don't know what he is. So, um, we will see. And I hope to God, Jameson makes me eat those words, but Let's go to the analytics. The best pick of this round was Saquon, who's got a little Devin Duvernay syndrome from last year. Shout out, Rick. Uh, he has a zero value. Hmm. He, I kept him exactly where uh, his ADP is at the, uh, what is that, the 12 spot. The worst pick was Jamison Williams at a negative 105. Wow. So, um the next closest in this round was a negative 65. That was Javante Williams. A lot of Jay Williams. A lot of yeah, a lot of Jay Williams in this in this round. Brendan, I almost hated on your Kenneth Walker keep, but uh we're gonna hate on you enough later. So Why? He's good. Good uh yeah, he is, but they drafted another second round running back. So we'll get uh, I don't know. I won't get into it now. No, I'll rip on you enough later. Third round, we're back to Chris Barnes. He kept Patrick Mahomes. Sko kept Jalen Waddle. Brendan, Miles Sanders. Singer, DJ Moore. Joe, TJ Hawkinson. Eric, Kyle Pitts. Arico, Drake London. Kellen, Jamar Chase. Ever heard of him? 
Uh, and that's it. Who you got, Brendan? Favorite? Yeah, I think we're probably going to agree on this one. Uh, Jamar Chase, I'm assuming he's going first overall in any any redraft league. Um, just probably the best all-around talent combined with the best situation. Um, the fact that you're getting him in the, the late third round is pretty damn cool. So that's an easy one for me. I agree. I mean, I you haven't done many – well, I know you. You haven't done any mock drafts. No. You're not in half the amount of leagues. Have you? No. No, yeah, yeah. You haven't done any mock drafts. You're not in half the amount of leagues I am. Jamar is not actually the 101. Justin Jefferson goes 101. Um, and I, I'm biased. Hand up. I do love Justin Jefferson, though. But to me, Jamar Chase is the clear 101 in dynasty leagues because you know who his quarterback is. He doesn't have the dud games. I could go on and on, but I agree with you. But to talk about someone else, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes because Chris Barnes, he's the one guy you need. It's a onesie position. Chris Barnes needs a second quarterback for exactly one week a year when Patrick Mahomes is on a bye. And that is such a nice luxury to have. And he's a difference maker. He's the best football player on the planet. And my God, I am jealous. And uh, man, I uh, I hated him coming out of college. I thought he was a bum. So, um, not not exactly a you know doesn't exactly make me sound very smart as I have a fantasy football podcast. But I missed on Patrick Mahomes bad, and I'm I'm pretty upset about it. So I'll say Patrick Mahomes is my favorite. In addition to Jamar, who's your least favorite? I'm gonna go Kyle Pitts. Um, tight end, tight end is probably the toughest position to draft. I think, uh, just because there's so few of them and there's the tiers are so widely separated. Kyle Pitts and both T.J. Hawkinson in this round. You look at the top guys, Kelsey and Kittle, and and some of those guys, they're not drafted for a long, long time. And the fact that uh, both these guys are drafted in the third round, it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. But at the one at that's on one hand, and on the other hand, it's well, you got a halfway decent tight end. You kind of need to make sure that you lock him up because if you don't and you lose miss out on him, you're in big trouble finding finding somebody to replace him. But having them in the third third round is really tough. It is. I don't know if I would drop them though. I, I understand that's exactly everything. what I'm saying. Yeah, I understand everything you're saying, but man, he's he's probably tight end three, I would guess, right. Or are you talking Hawkinson or Pitts? I'm sorry. I was talking Pitts, but Hawkinson's You're kind of in the Pitts. same Yeah, same they're, they're kind of in the same boat. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because, like, you, you got a guy that's a top five option at the position. You can do better with that third-round pick, but then what do you do at tight end? Because they're going right. to be gone. It, it's tough. I Yeah, you nailed that one. Uh, my least favorite, I have always been a hater of this guy ever since he came out of Maryland. DJ Moore, never been a fan, uh, never thought he was anything in Carolina. I think we know who DJ Moore is. He's going to score. I, I think last year was the first year of his NFL career that he scored more than four touchdowns. Um, and I think he scored two or three in a game. Um, I'm just a hater, and I hate him even more now that he's a Chicago Bear. And I think Justin Fields sucks. So uh, to me, it's DJ Moore because I think he's ass and I think his team is ass and his quarterback is ass. Um, so, yeah, DJ Moore, eat shit, singer. I hope he sucks. I think the Justin Field hype this offseason is out of control. 
I think it's, it's going to be hilarious when the Bears fall on their face. They, they had the first overall pick last year, and their big free agency acquisitions were two off-the-ball linebackers, and they have all this hype now that they're going to win the NFC North and be Super Bowl contenders, and they got a super mid-tier wide receiver in DJ Moore, and they're like, oh, try and stop this offense. Like, okay, <laughs> we will, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Shouldn't no be that problem. bad. Stack yeah. the box. Yeah, another another good keeper, though, I want to touch on, Brennan, is your guy, Miles Sanders. Uh, the analytics don't agree with me. He's a negative 18, but I think Miles Sanders is – he's getting some hype, and I think it's warranted because I think he's a hell of a running back. I think Philly misused him. Uh, I, I think he didn't get a lot of goal line work because of Jalen Hurts doing the little – you know, every time they need one, one or two yards, they just run it with Jalen. Um I think Miles Sanders is going to eat. I think he's going to be a third round back. So I, I really like that keeper. But the analytics don't agree. Like I said, the yeah, analytics. Always, go ahead. I've always loved Miles Sanders, and I agree. I think his situation was pretty crappy in in Philly, mm-hmm. but I still don't love that he, he's in Carolina now, right? Yeah. I don't know if that's much better, but at least it's something different, and we'll find out next year. He's either going to be kind of the player that I thought he was going to be and hoped he was going to be, or is he going to be not my third round keeper anymore? I think the Panthers are so invested in Bryce Young. They're going to take care of him and they're going to feed Miles Sanders, uh, especially at the goal line. And he's going to get passes too, I think. And they're going to make life easy on Brit, uh, Bryce Young. So, hope so that's my theory. I, uh, I'm going to target Miles Sanders in the redraft league. So third round, I'd be, I'd be happy with Miles Sanders there if I were you. Um, Analytics-wise, the best pick of the third round was Jamar Chase by a value of 26. The only other positive value in the round was Jalen Waddle by a plus one. And the worst value in the third round was Kyle Pitts. Brendan, you nailed it at a negative 41. Uh, everyone else was negative other than the two positives I mentioned. So, Brendan, you're on fire. Woo. <laughs> round four. Eli keeps Christian Kirk. Uh, actually, everybody has a keeper in round four. There will be no picks in round four. Eli picks Christian Kirk, Kellen Cam Akers, Arico George Pickens, Eric Traylon Burks, Joe Justin Jefferson. That's a lot of J's. Singer Aaron Jones, Rick C.D. Lamb, Brendan Amari Cooper, Sco Devonta Smith, Chris Barnes, Chris Olave. Who's your least favorite, Brendan? Least favorite? Yeah. Oh, you're switching it up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna just go, do you. Whatever, I'll follow nope, suit. Nope, least favorite. This one's toughy because I actually think it's a pretty good round with good value kind of spread out. Um, Christian Kirk is the guy that I have questions on because I think with Kelvin Ridley going, going there, um, kind of how's that gonna look? Is him potentially transitioning to number two? Um, he's a guy that I always felt was kind of overpaid and overhyped anyway. And now you got a guy that I think is better coming in. Uh, so I'm curious to see what that looks like uh, there. But I do like this round as a whole. I thought people, for the most part, got pretty good value. Yeah, we're starting to see in this round where it's not all negative because it's so hard to find value in the early rounds. And we're starting to see it now where it's about 50% negative, 50% positive. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, who was your pick, Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk. Yeah, you're high on Kelvin Ridley, as am I. So that makes a lot of sense. My least favorite pick, though, is George Pickens to a Rico. He's a, 
But I'll say Christian Kirk was a negative 41. I don't know if I said that or not. George Pickens, he's a negative 56. Um, I He's got so much hype. And every time I see a highlight from him at camp, he's pushing off and he's like tossing around a DB. And it's like, dude, you can't do that. That's illegal. Like the amazing catch you make after you stiff arm a DB five yards mm-hmm. like, before you break on your route, like they're going to throw a flag and that play is going to be awarded zero yards and zero fantasy points. So um, yes, he's mean, he's physical, he's big, he's mean, like he's, you know, he can make amazing catches, but none of them are going to count unless he cleans that up. So um, he's kind of boom busts too, but uh, he's young. He might figure it out, but for now I don't love him in the fourth round. Who's your favorite? Same exact reason. I Yes. Same, <laughs> right. same same exact reason, right? I I thought Chase was the number one. Apparently, it's Jefferson. Uh, just a really good. LSU go Tigers wide receiver. You yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a free catches everything that comes to him. Um, it's the clear number one. Except they do have Addison, which I think is going to actually help him a little bit more too. Um, so it should just be a really good situation for him all year long. Um, just pretty incredible pick right there. Uh, I mean, it is. Justin Jefferson is the only answer. He's the right answer. He's the only answer in this round. I have a hot take, though, that Justin Jefferson doesn't end the season as a top three wide receiver. Because, like you mentioned, Jordan Addison, who they brought in, because they have uh, TJ Hawkinson for all season, because they also have KJ Osborne, who's going to, you know, probably combine with Jordan Addison for 1,600, 1,700 yards seven, eight touchdowns. So, um, plus I think the Vikings are going to take a step back too, and losing Delvin cook. I mean, Alexander Madison just isn't the threat in the running game. Um, I think Justin Jefferson's still going to be a hell of a wide receiver though. I mean, he's going to be a stud. Uh, that's just my hot take that he's not going to be a top three guy. So, um, that's just me trying to get some clicks, you know, but to touch on someone else, I'm going to say Aaron Jones. Um, because I think the Packers are going to run the ball a whole lot more. I think they're going to try and make life easier for Jordan Love. A lot of dump-off passes, a lot of handoffs. I think Aaron Jones is uber-talented. I think he's a great running back. He's also older. I think they're going to run him into the ground. So I think he's going to be a work workhorse for them. Uh, so I like Aaron Jones here, too, just to mention somebody else. But who have we talked about? So Justin Jefferson, yes, the analytics agree that he is the best keeper in round four. He's a plus 34. Uh, my guy that I mentioned, Aaron Jones, he's a plus six. Uh, CD Lamb's right up there in the plus 23, so we can't overlook Rick. And then Devontae Smith and Chris Olave are both plus 14s. Uh, your least favorite pick was Christian Kirk at a negative 41. My pick of George Pickens for being the worst was negative 56. But the analytics say Traylon Burks, negative 66 mm. by Eric, was the worst keeper of the round. Stupid ass Eric. Way to go, Eric. You blew it, bud. Hmm. Too many long drinks. Hmm. All right, fifth round. Uh all but two people kept people uh or kept players in this round. Sko kept Michael Thomas, Rick Darnell Mooney, singer Jerry Judy, Joe Sky Moore, Eric Marquise, Hollywood Brown, Arico Michael Pittman, Kellen T. Higgins. Go ahead with whatever you got, Brandon. I'll start with my favorite. Uh, T. Higgins, I think he is uh, 
probably the best number two wide receiver out there in the best situation behind Jamar Chase. Um, is it a contract year for him? Yes, it is. Yes, so he's got something to play for. Um, <clears throat> that whole Cincinnati Bengal team that they're going to be eating all year. They're going to be scoring a lot of points. So, really good value in the fifth round for him. It's not often that you say this uh, that the number two receiver in the top uh, five rounds is a good pick, but this is one of them, I think. I mean, that was my pick too, and I didn't expect you to pick that just because he's my player. But I, yeah, T T's a boss, um, and I want to trade him because I already have Jamar and. Do you T's play them both at the same time? Sometimes I did in the championship, and T got six. Uh, no, one point six points for me when I needed them. So fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I said it at the end last year. If anybody wants some T Higgins in their life, come get them. Cause I hate them. I almost didn't keep them, but then I looked at the keeper value and he's the only one with positive keeper value in this round at a plus 21. Everyone else has negatives in this round. So I kind of had to, but T Higgins is very much available people, but he is also my pick for the best keeper because the dude's a boss. He, he's a hell of a wide receiver. He's just overshadowed. He has the unfortunate situation of uh, being overshadowed by Jamar on his own team. So um, who wouldn't be overshadowed, though? But And uh, I will say now that the analytics agree. Yeah, he's the only positive keeper, plus 21 in this round. So who's your least favorite? Sky Moore. Um, Damn, we was... have the same freaking picks. I got to pick us. Yeah. I got to think someone else. This is boring. Um, <laughs> I'll change it up. I'll freeze. Funny way to look at this for Joe is if he had dropped Skyborn, he would have the 11th pick in this draft. Um, yeah. So my question to Joe is do you think he could find somebody in that top 11 that's better than Sky Moore? Probably. Um, I don't think he's worth the fifth round keep. I know there's a lot of hype going on right now about how he's going to get utilized more and that he's catching a lot of routes from, from Mahomes and. I have some investments in other leagues with Sky Moore. I hope it does pan out. I just think for this year, it's not worth that fifth round pick. So you you mentioned every reason that I had for Sky Moore. It, it would have been the eleventh pick. Joe could get a nice rookie there. He could get a nice veteran. Um, Sky Moore is not the answer there. Um, but to mention someone else. I'll say Darnell Mooney for the same reasons that I mentioned for DJ Moore. He's uh, he's a receiver of Justin Fields' terrible passes uh, in an offense that everybody just suddenly expects to get so much better. Like, I, I just don't see it. Um, I, I think Darnell Mooney is a decent wide receiver on a terrible throwing offense, so not worth a fifth-round keeper. Uh, and the analytics agree with that because he's a negative 90 Brendan, you mentioned Sky Moore. That was my pick as well. He's a negative 76. Uh, and we both agreed with T. Higgins, uh, who was a positive 21. Hmm. And, and the analytics agree that's the best one of the round. I would have thought Sky Moore had a worse value than that. Negative 76 is pretty bad. Yeah, but he did nothing last year. And he went to Western. Fuck the Francos. Yeah. Fire up chips. Probably gay. Probably gay. Heard it here first. Uh, round six. Oh, my God. Eli keeps Damian Pierce. <laughs> Love that, dude. 
Uh, Rico keeps Garrett Wilson, Joe, DK Metcalf, singer Tyler Lockett, back-to-back Seahawk keeps. Brendan, Debo Samuel, that's your guy. And that is it for round six. Go ahead, Brendan. Yeah, I'm going to my horn on here, horn here. I love Debo Samuel. He's got a funny name. Um, he does everything. <laughs> Catches. He runs. I think he can play quarterback if he wanted to. I'm a little surprised they didn't put him in at quarterback during that NFC Championship game. He's just so fun to watch. Um, he claims he had a down year last year. I thought he did pretty good. So the fact that he thinks there's, there's more in the tank, I think is really good value for a six-round pick. I'm excited to see what he does. Yeah, he didn't do what he did two years ago, but um, I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. He's got so much hype. He blew up last year. I was so turned off from him as a rookie just because he went to the Jets. Had Zach Wilson as a QB. I just was not interested um, in that landing spot whatsoever, and he proved to be kind of quarterback proof, and now he's got Aaron Rodgers. So um, the – well, I'll get into that later. But yeah, Garrett Wilson, short and sweet. That's my pick. Who's your least favorite? Um, you went quicker than I thought. I went off. Tyler Lockett. Um, he's getting old. He is the number two. I think they just drafted another guy too, right? Or am I making yeah, that up? Jackson Smith and Jigba. That's why they're. Yeah, that's oh, that's right. So yeah, yeah, he he by season's end, he could be a number three there. Uh, kind of on his way out. So I don't uh, – it's tough because at the same time, I think he's on his way out, but he's also still probably good value for that six-round pick. So I don't. I wouldn't know what to do either if I were Singer. Um, probably would have kept him just like he did, but uh, it's not looking good for him. Yeah, he's 30 years old as a wide receiver. That's the beginning of the end. So um, it's good timing. Exit Tyler Lockett, enter JSN. Um, not, not a bad pick. I, I went with my guy, Damian Pierce. Um, cause I feel <laughs> since I own him in HFFL and I love him so much, I feel like it's just too good to be true. They brought in Devin Singletary, um, as a free agent, which was disappointing. I was glad that the Texans didn't draft anybody in addition to that though, cause new head coach, I think new general manager too. So Damian Pierce isn't quote unquote their guy. Um, so I saw him bring in Singletary. I was worried that they were going to draft someone else too, but they didn't, thankfully. So hopefully Pierce still gets the lion's share of the touches at, at the worst. Hopefully it's 50, 50. Cause I think he does. I think he'll do more with 50% of the snaps than Singletary will, but sixth round just feels a little bit rich for me, uh, for Damian Pierce, even though I love the guy. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I hope I'm wrong, actually. But uh, to me, that one, I was like, eh, I don't know. Uh, and the analytics do agree. Uh, actually, with both of us, Brendan, because there's a tie for the worst keeper in this round, it's Damian Pierce at a seven, a positive seven, and Tyler Lockett at a positive seven. And Garrett Wilson was the best at a positive 34. Hmm. And and your your favorite, Debo, he's positive 16, so he wasn't too far oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby. All right, we got five minutes to get through round seven before Zoom cuts us off. So, uh, Chris Barnes kept Rashad White. Brendan, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I forgot you had him. That's nice. Singer, Jahan Dotson, Joe, Elijah Moore, Eric, Mark Andrews, Enrico, Christian Watson. Go, Brent. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, my guy again, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Um, I'm actually very worried 
uh, with Jamison Williams out. Our wide receiver we're going to sucks on the line uh, with him out. So uh, good news is he's going to eat. I think Amon Ra is going to get a lot of catches, probably get a lot of looks. Um, being number one, the problem is I don't know who else Jared Goff's going to throw to for a little bit. Um, but I, I think that's a really good pick for a seventh-round pick. Um, Yeah. No, I, I with you. That's who I highlighted too. So just to be different, uh, I will go with Mark Andrews because he's tight end two. Uh, usually goes in like round two, maybe three of restart drafts. So uh, getting him in round seven, that's that's awesome. So that's good for Eric. Uh, not much more analysis needed there. He's Lamar's favorite target. Who's your least favorite, Brendan? Um, where'd it go? Oh, go. oh, there he is. Uh, Elijah Moore. Um, Stop stealing my guy. <laughs> I don't think he was that good on the Jets, and and <sighs> now he's on the Browns, and uh, I don't know. He's behind Amari Cooper, at least. So I, I don't know. He might even be farther down in the depth chart. I don't think he's worth the seventh-round pick. I'm really picking on Joe here. I apologize, Joe. I feel like I did the Joe, same thing you last year. Yeah, my mine was Elijah Moore too. And I actually I like Elijah Moore like in redrafts. He's a negative 31 here, which I think is excessive. But uh he's blowing up at camp. Twitter's loving on him right now. I think he had a couple of catches in the Hall of Fame game. Um, but I'm not gonna lie, I really I just really like the other keepers in this round more. I think this is a round of really good keepers. So Elijah Moore, I like the player. I, I think he's gonna have a decent year. But for this round in a vacuum, I guess he's my least favorite. And the analytics agree he's a negative 31, which is a worst in round seven. And the best in this round is your boy, Brendan Amon Ra. Forward down the field. Woo. Okay, round eight. Uh, not too many keepers here. Kellen keeps Cooper Cup, Arico, Brian Robinson Jr., Rick, Nick Chubb, Brendan, Wandale Robinson, Sco, Joe Burrow, Chris Barnes, Mike Evans, Brendan, why is your favorite Cooper Cup? Go. It's not. That was easy. <laughs> uh, mine's Nick Chubb, I think, with Kareem Hunt out of there. Uh, Chubb. You Chubb? I'm going Chubb. I still think he's got a little gas left in the tank. He's going to be the feature back. Um, offense that doesn't have uh, – I don't, I don't have a whole lot of confidence in their, their passing game, even though I should, probably should. But uh, I think they're going to run the ball. I like Chubb still. All right. What if I kept Chubb and Rick kept Cooper Cup? I'm going to go Cooper Cup. <laughs> I thought so. No, so I like Chubb. I would love to say Cooper Cup is the answer. It's the only answer. But the analytics say that Cooper Cup is only the answer by one keeper point. So one keeper value. So you're, Chubb is an acceptable answer. Who's better? Who's, league, who's behind him, Chubb? Huh? Who's the next best, Chubb? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Chubb, Chubb is the next guy. So uh, Cooper Cup's at a positive 68. Chubb's at a positive 67. So they are right there, but I mean, I don't need to get too into why I think Cooper Cup is awesome. Um, he won the triple crown two years 40, ago. We just started a new Zoom. Yeah, well, we got a lot to go. So, Cooper Cup won the triple crown two years ago. Last year, he was basically on pace to do it again until he got hurt. So, um, 
to to me, Cooper Cup is wide receiver one this year. Uh, maybe for only one more year. He's getting up there. He just turned 30 in June. So uh, the clock might be ticking, but he's still going to put up points. For this year, anyway. Who's your least favorite? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. I think it's Wondell Robinson. Um, he's one of those, uh, kind of drafted, uh, did a lot of research on it, kind of fell in love during the, the draft process type of thing. And I still think he'll be a good player, but when you look at the, the other guys drafted in this round, Joe Burrow, Nick Chubb, Brian Robinson, Cooper Cup, he's unproven. He's, um, probably not in the greatest passing of systems. Um, just very different from the other guys in this round. So it's it's my guy, Wandell Robinson. Yeah, Wandell got nine receptions. Yeah, 13 targets, nine receptions against the Lions <laughs> last year. Did he really? For 100 yards, no touchdowns. So hmm. uh, not bad. He's only 5'8", 185, though. That's a little crazy. Um, yeah, that's my pick, too. Um, You kind of kept... You kept multiple Giants wide receivers, didn't you? One of them's going to be good. Yeah, that's a that's kind of what I figured your strategy was. I don't know if I love it, but um, yeah, yeah Slayton. You're kind of mimicking here. the strategy of the Giants because the Giants have just like a bunch of average dudes. So yeah, someone's probably going to emerge. I don't know who. I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be one guy or if they're going to alternate weeks, but um, yeah, Wandale, I'm not a fan of that keeper. It sucks that you didn't get to see him for very long last year. He only played what? Uh, six games. Something like that. It wasn't much. Yeah. So that's too bad. You didn't get a longer look at him, but the analytics put him at a negative 98. Ooh, that's not good. So he's the worst by, uh, by 90 points because Brian Robinson (laughs) Jr. Is the next worst at a negative eight. So you got to be by 90. Um, the best uh, was Cooper cup in this round, a positive 68. Second best uh, was Nick Chubb. Just one point less at a positive 67. So. Hmm. All right. Round nine, only two keeper, no three keepers here. Rick kept Josh Palmer, singer, Tony Pollard, Eli, Trevor Lawrence. Go ahead, Brendan. Hey, my favorite is Tony Pollard. Um, just because he's the only guy i saw a video of deuce vaughn running which was hilarious the caption was like <laughs> running. he's so small it was like he just stole a toy and he's running away from his dad or something i forget what the caption was but it was hilarious <laughs> uh but yeah he's gonna be the number one back featured back pretty good old line um kind of a pretty well balanced offense they're gonna throw and catch catch or throw and run the ball so I think Tony Pollard's uh, probably not the greatest of players, but really good value for what he's going to do in round nine. Yeah, that, that's the only answer here for me is Tony Pollard. I mean, he goes in like late second round, early third round and redraft, and uh, Singer gets him here in the ninth. So if like Singer, I don't know how long Singer's held him, but all the Tony Pollard owners that have stashed him have held on to him for years, waiting for this moment, and it's finally here. So they're going to get one season and then. I don't think he's a workhorse. I don't see it. But as far as keepers go, I think he's far and away the winner here. Indiana Lakes agree. He's a positive 72. We'll get into the the other ones later. But who's your least favorite in this round? So I took Tony Pollard as my favorite. 
Trevor Lawrence by default uh, does pretty good because uh, he's a quarterback and and they got him in the ninth round, so that's pretty darn good. So by default, it's Josh Palmer. Um, I like him. <laughs> just there's only three keepers in here, and and he's not one of the other two guys. Yeah, I would love to be different and say Trevor Lawrence, but I can't because I think he's awesome and I think he's going to break out. He's got all the weapons. I think he's got a good offensive coach. Uh, and I think he's got all the talent in the world. So I'm with you on Josh Palmer, just kind of out of default. But he's also going to be like the fourth or fifth option on this offense. So I think Rick could have done a lot better with the ninth round pick than Josh Palmer. Even though I, I'm I'm a big scroller on Twitter, and he's been making some amazing catches at camp. But yeah. you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams. They just drafted Quentin Johnston. Uh, they got Austin Ackler. They got, do they still have Gerald Everett? The tight end, I, I just if they saw don't, they've got another tight end. Somewhere. I don't remember. No, well, I don't think so. I'll Google that in a minute, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's just he's not up there on the on the death uh, chart. So, um, Gerald Everett, yep, Los Angeles Chargers. So yeah, hmm. he's like the fifth option. Um, not a fan. So the analytics agree. He's a negative one seventeen hmm. in this round. So that's ugly. Trevor Lawrence is a positive twenty. Those are the only three keepers in this round. Okay, round 10. After this round, we'll go uh, two rounds at a time. But round 10, we got Rashad Penny being kept by Eli. Orico keeps Stefan Diggs. Joe, Alexander Madison. Singer, Isaiah Pacheco. Rick, Justin Fields. Brendan, Mecole Hardman. Sko, George Kittle. Go ahead. I'm going to go Stefan Diggs. Uh, I still think favorite or least favorite? Perfect for favorite. It's still very clearly Josh Allen's number one target. It's hopefully going to get spread around a little bit better this year, but um, he's still got a couple years of being the dude there in Buffalo. Uh, and a 10th round value pick there is pretty huge. I don't know if I, yeah, that was my pick too. And I don't even know if I can scramble and find another one. I mean, the, the answer is Stefan Diggs. He's still 29. He's got a year or two left of being one of those elite options. So I, I think especially for this year, he's he's the guy. He's the pick here. The analytics agree. He's a positive 82. I think, Isaiah, I think Isaiah Pacheco would be a good possible number two guy to talk about here. Yeah, but they still got Clyde, who they are, like, married to. Just they, they murdered have to be. Clyde. They, murdered they got, like, generic price or something. Some, they got, like, another undrafted rookie running back that's, like, amazing – uh, they have Jerick McKinnon. Like he's one of like six dudes. So, yeah. yes, Isaiah Pacheco is amazing. I think he's still going to be awesome. But man, there's just going to be games where like, oh, he didn't get the goal line carry, so he got four points. Yeah, Steph Diggs. I don't think he's. Uh, you know, I don't think four points is in his arsenal. Who's your least favorite? Uh, McCole Hardman, my guy. I didn't know what to do with him. Um, you see flashes of him being really good. Obviously, he's on the Jets now, but there's a lot of wide receivers at the Jets. Uh, Lazard and and um, Garrett Wilson, and um, so he's probably at least the three, maybe two. Uh, that's just on the top of my head. So who knows how Aaron Rodgers is going to use him? Could be really good. Could be really bad. Um, I don't know if he's a value pick right now in the tenth round, or if he's a guy that in a year I'm going to say that was really stupid. I should have. Should have dropped him. So uh I don't love this pick at all, but I didn't know what to do with him. 
Well, I have bad news for you. Nicole Hardman has the worst keeper value of the entire draft. Really? He's a, <laughs> a buckle buckle up. He has a keeper value of negative 148. Wow. He's the I'm worst of the drafts. He's my obvious pick here. You mentioned the names of Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard. There's also Corey Davis, also Tyler Conklin, also CJ Uzama, also Randall Cobb, also Michael Carter, Brees Hall. Uh, I mean, those are the main other pass catchers. No, this was not the play to keep him. So you're uh, sleeping on him. I'm not. I, I will push snooze and sleep even longer on Michael Hardman. I am out on Michael Hardman. So uh, that was my least favorite and yours and the analytics least favorite. And it was the only negative keeper in the 10th round. And it was a negative 148. The next closest was a positive 16, and that was Rashad Penny. Who's going to blow up? No. No, he's not. <laughs> All right. You want to defend yourself? You want to move on? No, I said it. All right. I know you did. You owned it. I respect that. All right. We're going to start going double time here. So we're going to cover eleven and uh, round 11 and 12. Um, In round 11, Sko keeps Deontay Foreman, Brendan Kadarius Tony, Singer, Alvin Kamara, Joe Romeo Dobbs, Enrico Zamir White, Kellen Tyreek Hill. Round 12, Kellen Dak Prescott, Enrico DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Jamal Williams, Brendan Rondell Moore, Sko, Khalil Herbert, Chris Barnes, Austin Eckler. Go. Uh, I'm going to say my favorite is Tyreek Hill. Um, clearly the number one guy in Miami. That offense is going to be fast. He already said he's only going to play for two or three more years, so I think he's going to go really hard for two or three more years and kind of retire uh, before he has that fading out process. Yeah, that that's fair. I I obviously I love me some Tyreek Hill, uh, but I'm going to go Austin Eckler. Uh, Tyreek Hill is right up there, but just to show that I'm not biased and always picking my own guys, I'll go Austin Eckler. He's the fifth player to go in redraft leagues, which is like the second running back. Uh, he gets a boost in PPR leagues like this league. Uh, so to me, Austin Eckler just barely beats out Tyreek Hill here. Because um, I, what is he? Twenty? I just looked him up. Twenty-eight. Uh, so he's got uh, a year or two left, but he's right at that edge of the cliff where mm. you know he doesn't have much time left. But Eckler to me is the pick here. For rounds 11 and 12. Who's your least favorite? I'm going to go Elvin Kamara. I think based on production, he's still a, a good 11th round pick, but he's getting older. He's got some legal issues going on this year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if a year from now, we're talking about Elvin Kamara as being a very different player from the first handful of years he's had so far in the league. So I, I think he's just at that point where he's going to start fading off. Yeah, he's 28 as well, and I uh, he is a free agent at the end of this year. A potential out after this year. I don't know if that's by the team or the player. I think it's the team. So, yeah, I think that's a good pick. That was my pick. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. That was not my pick. Um, he only got a three-game suspension yeah. for knocking some dude's lights out at a bar, which is an absolute joke, and Jameson William does legal activities. And get six games. That's bullshit. But uh, Brendan, my least favorite was Rondell Moore. 
I, oh. I don't believe uh, in the Cardinals. I don't believe in Rondell. Just because uh, he's short? They don't have a, no, they don't have a quarterback. Like they just don't have so many things. They're gonna have the first overall pick next year. Um it's just gonna be really bad for the Cardinals. Um so yeah, I, I don't like it. And the the analytics, oh, they don't agree. Rondale is actually a negative 27, but the worst is Romeo Dobbs mm-hmm. at a negative 65. Zamir White, though, is also negative at a negative 54. And Deontay Foreman, negative 24, and Kadarius Tony, negative two. Um, that's all the negatives. So, uh, so what was it? So Romeo Dobbs is the worst at negative 65. The analytics have Eckler as the best at a positive 115. But your pick, my guy, Tyreek Hill, he was next at a positive one point, or I'm sorry, a positive 102. Yelling at your dog? Yeah. <laughs> His toy got stuck under my blanket. He, oh, yeah. Good job, Smalls. digging at it. Kill me, Smalls. No, he's just playing with the blanket. All right, we're cruising now, two rounds at a time. Rounds 13 and 14. In round 13, we got Brennan keeping Pat Fryermuth, Rick, Tyler Bass, our first kicker, Joe, Deshaun Watson, Kellen, John John Mechie. Uh, Then in round 14, we have one keeper. Arico keeps Lamar Jackson. Go ahead, Brennan. It's so funny how people just decide not to keep people in the same exact rounds. What like do you why, mean? Like at 13, 14, and 15 is just there. Like it's gonna be oh, this this is when everybody decides they're gonna draft. I love this league so much because like this is where championships are built. Like you find a guy in the 14th round and he hits and he turns into wide receiver three and mm. you keep him for seven years, and it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, favorite Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, a lot of controversy as to if he's a good NFL quarterback or not. Regardless, he's a heck of a fa- uh, fantasy quarterback. Um, he got him in the 14th round, he's got a lot of upside for Rico here. Um, you know, probably would go in the top six or seven if we were just completely redraft at least. Um, so really good pick here late. Yeah, I, I mean, he's surrounded by weapons. He's got a new offensive coordinator from the University of Georgia whose specialty is to get players space. So Lamar is going to go – he's going to throw eight-yard passes that pop off for 60 yards. Um, that's amazing. And then, oh, by the way, he's the best running quarterback in the league. So that helps too. So that's probably the pick. But just to be different, I got your guy, Brendan, Pat Fryermuth. I I think he's slapped on – Smooth. I think he is conservatively a top 10 tight end this year. I think he might be a top five or six guy. Um, I think he's going to be Kenny Pickett's best friend. Tight ends frequently are quarterbacks, best friends. I, I think he's a hell of a talented football player. He came out in the same draft class as Kyle Pitts. And I remember one of the draft analysts saying like, if it weren't for Kyle Pitts, all the hype would be around Pat Fryermuth. And I think he's slept on. I think he's a damn good tight end, but he just gets overshadowed. So I think he's a really good keeper. Um, the analytics, though, do agree with you, Brendan. Lamar Jackson is the best in this grouping at a positive 81. Pat Fryermuth is a positive 46. Who's your least favorite? 
I'm going to go with Tyler Bass, and I like Tyler Bass, and he's probably going to score a lot of points for Ricky. Because he loves the Bills. Yeah, but being the first kicker off the board in the 13th round is kind of a tough, tough look. Somebody's yeah. got to do it, and I'm guessing <laughs> looking ahead, this is going to be the first of a kicker run. Um, yeah. But uh, I like the other uh, the other play- players um, in these two rounds, right? Deshaun Watson, Pat Frowermuth, John Mechie, who I think is going to have a lot of potential this year, and then Lamar Jackson. So um, comparing to those other four or five guys, you have the kicker of the group. That's not good. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, yeah, keeping a kicker there's a little brutal. Me though, I'm going to Sean Watson. Uh, you don't listen to fantasy footballers, right? No, because you refuse to listen to a fantasy football. If I podcast, ever listen to a fantasy football more podcast, shoot me. <laughs> okay, well, you're on one right now. I hate to break it to you. Well, that's um, a league I'm in, but they. <laughs> They referred to Deshaun Watson as Voldemort because <laughs> <laughs> he's just a terrible person and I'm here for it. And I think it's hilarious. So that's my least favorite pick because he should be in jail and he should be he's shot in the head. Allegedly a terrible person. He's a terrible person. Um, so Deshaun Watson's my pick, even though I think he might be great again this year, which is really unfortunate. Joe, I'm rooting against you. I promise you that with that keeper pick. Um, but the analytics say that my John Mechie pick uh, was the worst of this grouping with a negative 115. Um, Tyler Bass was second, Brendan, at a negative 180. I'm sorry, at a negative 84. Uh, and we already did the, the best keepers. So uh, my pick's Deshaun Watson, though, even though it probably should be John Mechie. But I'm rooting for him. I think everyone is. Browns 15 and 16. In 15, Chris Barnes kept Justin Tucker. Sko kept Hayden Hurst. Brendan Darius Slayton. Kellen Travis Kelsey. And then in round 16, Eli kept David Njoku. Kellen Kel- Calvin Ridley. Kellen Calvin Ridley. That, that was tough. Hmm. Arico Dallas Goddard. Rick DJ Chark. Brendan Dawson Knox. Sko, Mike Williams. And that's it. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go Mike Williams. There's a lot of good, favorite? um, yeah, for my favorite. Um, yeah, I was torbid. You are hmm? on drugs. Why? You could pick either of my guys and they blow my well, I, you know, I love Kelvin Ridley, but I just feel like <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what you're getting, right? Mike Williams, you know what you're getting, and he's gonna fall Can out. I for just six do or seven. Travis Kelsey at a plus 140 keeper value. Oh, I missed that. All right, yeah, let's go with Travis no, Kelsey. No, 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 yeah. no. F off. Talk about Mike Williams. You know you're going to get him for six or seven games, and then he's going to be hurt for six or seven games, but you know exactly what you're getting. Kevin Ridley, you don't know where you're getting. Coming back, Dallas Goddard's all right. DJ Shark's all right. Dawson Knox is all right. Yeah. Yeah, they're all right, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, well, my favorite is going to be Travis Kelsey then. I, I had uh, Kelvin Ridley highlighted like a lighter shade of green because I expected you to pick Travis Kelsey. So I was going to talk about Kelvin Ridley. Uh, but I'll just talk about Travis Kelsey, I guess. So he's a positive 140 keeper value. He was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth 
in receiving yards last year. Um, however, he was um, second in receiving touchdowns. And oh, by the way, I plug him in as a tight end. He's Patrick Mahomes' favorite target. Uh, enough said. Uh, that's my pick. And the analytics agree because he's a plus 140 keeper value. Uh, next on this list is Calvin Ridley, also my guy at a plus 105. Who's your least favorite, Brendan? Sorry, I had to go track Smalls down. He ran away. Oh. Uh, uh, least favorite, I'm going to go David Njoku. Um, I think he's an all right tight end, but that's kind of it. He probably is good value for the 16th round. Looking at Eli's team, I hopefully hopefully that's not all he has at tight end. I just don't think he's reliable. Um, I don't think he's that good. At one time, I was really high in him, but not anymore. Yeah, fair enough. My least favorite is your guy, Darius Slayton, because uh, we see another New York Giants wide receiver uh, in a very run-heavy offense, and I don't think I need much reasoning because the analytics – agree with me that he's the worst in this range at a negative 102 value. So, um, yeah, not a fan. But like you said, one of them's going to hit. One of them's going to hit. One or of none of them hit. are going to hit. Or none, yeah. You know, it's, well, we'll get to the guy who I think it's going to be later. But let's get to round 17. Uh, Well, 17 and 18. In 17... Chris Barnes kept Evan Ingram, Sko, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brendan Jerk McKinnon, Joe, Derek Carr, Arico, James Conner, Eli, Devontae Adams, Eli, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Oh, well, this is round 18. Eli keeps Donovan Peoples-Jones, Arico, Brandon Ayuk, Eric, Dan Carlson, Rick, Cole Komet, Brendan, Josh Allen, Sko, Harrison Butker, Chris Barnes, Dolphins defense. We're getting to that point where everybody's keeping somebody. Uh, some free agent they picked up along the way. Who's your yeah. Who's your favorite? Yeah, everybody's a uh, an eye opener. I'm gonna go Josh Allen for me. Um, okay, I love him so much. Yeah, <laughs> I know pants. you do. He looks great in shorts. He's got a rocket <laughs> arm. Uh, he does everything perfect. He's dating. What's her face? Um, I just love him. I love him so much. Yep. What was that joke you dropped on the part of my take, guys? I listened to that today. Uh, uh, club, uh, is it club 401 or something? Yeah, so uh, floor, floor D. <laughs> yeah, oh, room, room, room 40. Yeah. Said, yeah, you gotta go room 40. And he says, Room 40's nuts. <laughs> room 40's nuts <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, he got him. Um, all right, yeah, Josh Allen's a fine pick. I mean, I got to cover the obvious ground here. It's Eli's keeper of Devontae Adams. I mean, what do you what do you need to say about this guy that's been in the league for so long that just continues to be a monster? Um, a little bit scary with Jimmy Garoppolo being his quarterback this year, but uh, I feel like he kind of proved last year that he's quarterback proof. I've always been a Derek Carr believer, but um, it's a downgrade from Aaron Rodgers going from Rodgers to Derek Carr. And he still was like a top five wide receiver. So Devontae Adams is still going to be fine. Well worth a 17th round value. Um, that's my pick. Well, who's your least favorite pick, Brendan? Cole Komet, uh, from a fantasy 
fantasy perspective, I don't think he has a whole lot of value for Rick here. He's probably worth the 18th pick just to, to see what happens. 18th round pick, that is, to see what happens. Um, I just I just don't think he uh, he has a lot of potential from a fantasy point of view. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go Dan Carlson. I, I just think it's too early for a kicker. Um, it's a negative it's like 31. like the fifth one off the board at this point. Yeah, I guess so. But I feel like Eric's team needs other things. Um, just not really a fan. And I kind of like the other keepers there. Maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones. But Eric's a Michigan – or not Eric. Eli's a Michigan fan. Eric is too. But I don't know. If Donovan Peoples-Jones was a Notre Dame player, I'd probably keep him there too. So I can't hate on it too much. So I'll just say Dan Carlson. But there's really nothing here that bothers me too much. Um, analytics wise, Devontae Adams is the best keeper in this round 17 and 18 range, followed very closely by Josh Allen. Uh, then a little bit of a gap in the Brian, uh, Brandon Ayuk at uh, a positive 111. The worst keeper, analytics wise, is Jimmy Garoppolo by SCO at a negative 80. Uh, next closest is Dan Carlson at a negative 31. So I just think Eric could have done better than a kicker there. All right, we got two more segments to go. Uh, next segment is rounds 19 and 20. Round 19, Sko keeps Cowboys defense. Brendan, Devontae Parker, Rick, Jacoby Myers, Singer, Tyler Higby, Joe, Ramondre Stevenson, Eric, 49ers defense, Kellen, Deontay Johnson, Eli, Jawan Johnson. Back-to-back Johnsons. How about that? On John Johnson. All on Johnson. Round 20, Eli keeps Keenan Allen, Kellen, A.J. Brown, Eric, Terry McLaurin, Singer, Bills defense, Rick, Juju, Smith-Schuster, Brendan, Evan McPherson, Sko, Adam Thielen, Chris Barnes, Darren Waller. Go. Uh, For me, it is Keenan Allen. Um, He's got tough competition with Quentin Johnson and Mike Williams there. Um, similar, um, but when he, when he's healthy and he's playing well, he's still the quicker number one. So I really like Keenan there for this late in the draft. Um, problem is, will he stay healthy for a full 17 games? Probably not, but hopefully they can take advantage of him when he is healthy. Okay. So you just don't want to pick my guy. No. Who's your guy? <laughs> AJ Brown? Brown. Uh, no, no, I'm going to stick with Keenan Allen. Okay, you stick to your guns. Hey, well, Keenan Allen beat my ass in the championship. You need to beat A.J. Brown, so fair enough. But um, A.J. Brown is the answer here. He had, uh, let's see, last year, um, just he was four yards shy of 1,500 yards, which is good on for fourth in receiving yards last year, but he was second in total receiving touchdowns, I think. No, he was third. I'm sorry. He was third in total receiving touchdowns. He's the answer. He's a the analytics have him at a positive one seventy six. Um, but I actually expected you to talk about AJ AJ Brown. So I was going to talk about Darren Waller, who apparently has been destroying Giants camp. They traded for him. Um, I saw a tweet or something that was like Darren Waller uh, was asked to take a break from training camp. I don't know if it was to take a breather just to keep him healthy. Or if they just wanted to force Daniel Jones to throw to somebody else. Hmm. Um, 
So I, I think Darren Waller is a very intriguing keeper here in the late 20th round, actually the last pick of the 20th round. So I think that's damn good. I, I think Darren Waller is a, a really good pick, but not as good as AJ Brown. Who's your least favorite? Um, I'm going to go with uh, my guy, Devontae Parker. I've never been high on this guy. He just always shows some sort of flash <laughs> that makes me keep him for like five years in a row now. Um, he could be the number one guy in New England. I don't know. Him or Juju. Somebody's probably going to take it. I'm not confident in either of those guys, though. So I don't know. Uh, I didn't know what to do with them, so I kept him. Yeah, I don't know what flash you're talking about, but he had 539 yards last year and three touchdowns. I like to find Miami. 15 yards the year before and two touchdowns. So um, I I don't know why he was kept. He's the only – actually, Brendan, you have the only two negative keeper values. Are you still there? Yep. Okay, I'm your camera cut out. You have the only two negative keeper values in these two rounds. Uh, Devontae Parker's a negative 16 which is the worst of the area. And then Evan McPherson's and I get a five, he's a kicker, whatever. But yeah, Devontae Parker was mine as well. And everyone else is pretty solid. So that was the one I was going to pick too. I can't even really choose another one, but Devontae Parker to me is an easy drop. No, he could be good. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, he was anal- analytically the worst. AJ Brown was the best at a positive 176. Last, last section here. And we got eight minutes. Well, we're going to time this perfectly. Round 21 keepers. Chris Barnes keeps Justin Herbert. Sko, Odell Beckham Jr. Brendan Hunter Renfro. Rick Eagles defense. Singer, Kirk Cousins. Joe, Greg Dulcich. Uh, Eric doesn't have a keeper. Arico, Jared Golf, Kellen, Tua. Eli, Patriots defense. Round 22. Eli, Graham Gano, Kellen, Kenny Pickett. Arico, Gabe Davis, Eric Daniel Jones, Joe, A.J. Dillon, Singer, Dalton Schultz, Rick, Jalen Hurts, Brendan, Alan Lazard, Sko, Samaj, P. Ryan, Chris Barnes, Elijah Mitchell. Want me to go? Yeah. I think the obvious obvious one is uh, Jalen Hurts in the, yeah. in the 18th round I don't, or 22nd round. I don't know where he ended up in quarterback rankings last year. I'd imagine it was top five, if not better. Um <clears throat> Got everybody slept on him when he was drafted, and um, Rick gets rewarded by taking the chance on him at some point, and and having him as that free agent pickup in the twenty second round for forever. Yeah, that's he. He's the answer. He's a plus one ninety analytically, which is the best keeper in the draft last round, second or third quarterback drafted in redraft leagues that's a no-brainer you really can't argue anybody else so it's Jalen Hurts open and shut case great keeper selection by Rick who's your least favorite there's a lot that are the same guy um same position I'm gonna say Jared Goff but you can throw Kirk Cousins and um uh Kenny Pickett uh just guys Backup quarterbacks that I feel like you can just pick up when you need them. I don't think they're worth the, you know, a pick at all. Uh, you might as well just take a flyer on a guy at this point. I feel like in this this round, and see what you get. So I don't think it was worth keeping a guy like Jared Goff or or uh, huh? Tua maybe even. But 
Um, yeah, kind of those quarterbacks. Okay, fair enough. One other guy I, I meant to mention as the, you know, one of the favorite keepers, Justin Herbert. Um, Chris Barnes's stable of quarterbacks is embarrassing with how good it is. Because he's got Mahomes, and then he's got Justin Herbert at a plus 127 keeper value as a, a backup, which is absurd. Um, just just crazy. He's got him in the 21st round. Um, good on Joe Barnes. He knows what the hell he's doing when it comes to quarterbacks. My least favorite, though, this one is pretty easy to me. Uh, Dalton Schultz, keeper, singer in the 22nd round. Um, he went to Houston, man. <laughs> I understand that they got a rookie quarterback and the tight end is a rookie's favorite, um, you know, best friend. It's the last round. It's hard to really rip on anything in the last round, but I don't know. Dalton Schultz is just, he was always like that, oh, that's pretty good option at tight end when he was on the Cowboys. Now he's got a rookie quarterback thrown to him on the Houston Texans defense, and it's just not exciting. So um, that's my pick. The analytics have Jalen Hurts, like I said, as the best keeper value in the draft. Um, second in this range is AJ Dillon by Joe. And then my pick, Justin Hurt. Well, my secondary pick, Justin Herbert, after Jalen Hurts, because that's the only answer. Um, let's see who is uh, Graham Gano was the only negative here, uh, a kicker. It's the last round. You're not going to get too upset about that. The next lowest uh, was Hunter Renfro at a positive 23. So even the second worst keeper value in this range is still a positive. Uh, hard to really nitpick these last two rounds. That's it, Brendan. We made it. We did it. We did it. So um, we're not going to have time, and I'm not going to keep Brendan around for this, but uh, there will be a quick segment after this. I have worst and best value keepers by position. Um, this next segment should probably take not even 10 minutes, probably more than five, less than 10. So I will record that uh, probably tomorrow morning. I'm burnt out. So, uh, Brendan, thanks for joining me. That was fun. Uh, I, I liked that one well, last year. That was one of my favorite ones to do. And this year is, uh, also really fun. I, thanks for having, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right. Go to bed. You're a doctor. Get tired. I know. I can see that. Say goodnight to small Sorry. sport. Was that the first mid pod poop anyone's ever taken? <laughs> I'm still recording. I know. <laughs> you took a shit while, re while recording. I feel like the work the pod needed to know. <laughs> History has been made. All right. <laughs> Do you have any closing words for the people? I'm gonna shut it off. <sighs> Just know I had my wiener in my hand when I was talking about Jalen Hurts. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna shut it off here. Uh you go to bed. You're getting a little loopy. Uh I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks All right, for coming on. All right, see ya. All right, we got some uh, some other keeper metrics to breeze through. We're going to keep this quick, but I got some interesting data that I want to run through real quick. So um, overall draft, regardless of position, who are the worst value keepers? We're going to start with the negative, end with the positive. The worst keeper in the draft, we covered this with the recap with Brendan, was Brendan's own pick, Nicole Hardman. 
at a negative 148. Second place with second place was Rick's pick in the ninth round of Joshua Palmer at a negative 117. Then my pick in the 13th round of John Mechie at a negative 115. Chris Barnes's pick in the second round of Jamison Williams, negative 1.05. And then Brendan's pick again. Darius Slayton in the 15th round, negative 102. The best keepers of the draft. Number one, Jalen Hurts by Rick, 22nd round, positive 190. That's incredible. Then my pick of A.J. Brown, 20th round, positive 176. Then look at Joe Go, Ramondre Stevenson at a plus 164 in the 19th round. Then back-to-back Eli picks Devontae Adams at a positive uh, 153 in the 17th round and Keenan Allen at a positive 146 in the 20th round. And then we've been ragging on Brendan all night, I feel like. But Josh Allen's at a positive 145 in the 18th round. Good on you, Brendan. Total in the draft, we had 141 keepers. We had 54 keepers that had negative value. We had 86 keepers that had positive value. We had one keeper that had zero value. That was Saquon. I kept him where he was supposed to be drafted. So... Um, what this tells me is that we make pretty good decisions. We had way more positive value keepers than negatives or zeros. So look at us go. We're very smart fantasy managers. Overall, when you sum up all the negatives, all the positives, all the zeros, our aggregate keeper value score as a league is 3,310. So again, that just reiterates we're a smart league. Overall, we make extremely smart decisions with our keepers. All right. Two more things. The the time-consuming one that's probably going to take about three or four minutes. I have by position the best and worst values by position. Let me take a sip of this long drink one last time. Ah, all right. DJ Cool is going to guide us to the end here. <coughs> best value for quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, obviously, the positive 190. He is the far and away leader here in the 22nd round by Rick. Then is Brennan's Josh Allen pick at a positive 145 in the 18th round. Then we got Justin Herbert by Chris Barnes in the 21st round at a positive 127. And then my pick of Tua Tagovailoa at a positive 119 in the 21st round as well as uh, Justin Herbert was drafted there as well. The worst value quarterbacks, um, there was only one positive. There were three negatives. Uh, the worst was a negative 80 of Jimmy Garoppolo by Sko in the 17th round. Then in the third round, Patrick Mahomes was a negative 11. I don't care what the analytics say. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes in the third. I'll take that all day, every day, Chris. Uh, then Derek Carr was the next worst at a negative 2 in the 17th round by Joe, and then Eli's keep of Trevor Lawrence in the ninth round was a positive 20. So I really shouldn't have even included that because it's still positive, but that was the fourth worst keeper pick by quarterbacks. Let's go on to running backs, the best value. Uh, there was uh, kind of a runaway at number one, Ramondre Stevenson was by Joe. 
19th round at a positive 164, kills it. The next closest is a positive 131 by Joe as well. Look at Joe go with the running back values. A.J. Dillon was a 22nd round keeper. Next up is Sko, keeping Samaj P. Ryan, who might have a nice little role in Denver. Uh, he's a positive 125, 22nd round. And then Chris Barnes, keeping Austin Eckler at a positive 115 in the 12th round. The worst value running backs. Having trouble reading this. Javante Williams. Little surprised to see that now that he's getting healthy. This might just be a little outdated with ADP. Javante Williams owed a negative 65 by Eric uh, being kept in the second round. Yeah, that is the worst value keeper. Second place is Zamira White at a negative 54 kept by Arico in the 11th round. That might change a little bit with Josh Jacobs' questionable situation. Then we got Devontae Foreman. I'm sorry, not Devontae. Deontay Foreman. Hook him horns. Skull kept him in the 11th round. He's a negative 24. J.K. Dobbins is last on the list. Fourth worst keeper in the league. Just one point worse or better than Deontay Foreman at a negative 23. Uh, Joe kept him in the second round. On to the wide receivers. Uh, the best value wide receivers. Uh, let's start with my guy. A.J. Brown, a positive 176 in the 20th round. Uh, followed then by Devontae Adams, about 20 points fewer at 153. Eli kept him in the 17th round. Then Eli goes again. Keenan Allen, positive 146, 20th round keeper. Eric then has Terry McLaurin at a positive 141 in the 20th round. Then I got Deontay Johnson at a positive 126 in the 19th round. Arico is up next. At a positive 117 is Gabe Davis in the 22nd round. Then Arico again, Brandon Ayuk with a positive 111 in the 18th round. And then it's myself, back-to-back, Calvin Ridley, positive 105, 16th round, followed up by Tyreek Hill, positive 102 in the 11th round. Worst values at wide receiver. we got a runaway for the worst. It's Mecole Hardman, worst keeper in the draft at a negative 148. Uh, that's Brendan, again, in the 10th round. We then got Joshua Palmer, kept by Rick, in the 9th round at a negative 117. Then I make an appearance here with John Mechie at a negative 115 in the 13th round. I think it's going to pay off. Then we got Jamison Williams. I hope he proves me wrong. Negative 105, second round keeper by Chris Barnes. Last on this list is Darius Slayton at a negative 102 in the 15th round by Brendan. Tight ends. We already know who the best keeper here is. Travis Kelsey by yours truly. A positive 140 in the 15th round. Zeus. Best tight end in the league. Get him in the 15th round. That's dirty. Darren Waller, second on this list. I got big expectations for Darren Waller this year. I hope he can stay healthy because I think it's going to be very exciting to watch him. He's a positive 115 in the 20th round by Chris Barnes. Greg Dulcich is third on this list at a positive 103. Uh, Joe kept him in the 21st round. Fourth on this list, Dallas Goddard, positive 93. Uh, kept in the 16th round by Arico. The worst tight end keepers, they're all negatives. Sko has Hayden Hurst kept in the 15th round for a negative 52. 
That's the worst in the draft. Kyle Pitts is up next, kept by Eric in the third round with a negative 41. Then we got Brendan with Dawson Knox with a negative 11 in the 16th round. And then finally, Joe with TJ Hawkinson with a negative 10 kept in the third round. We're moving, boys. We got defense and kicker to go. We'll go quick. Defense, best values. Eagles defense is first, kept by Rick. It's a positive 46, kept in the 21st round. Eric has 49ers defense, kept in the 19th round at a positive 36. Uh, Eli then keeps the Patriots defense at a positive 33 in the 21st round. And then we've got Singer keeping the Bills defense at a positive 31, kept in the 20th round. Worst value defenses, I'm only going to go through two. There was only one negative kept defense. It was Chris Barnes's keep of the Dolphins defense in the 18th round at a negative nine. The next worst was the Cowboys defense at a positive 28, kept by Sco in the 19th round. Not going to hate on that whatsoever. Kickers, uh, real quick here. Uh, best values, uh, <laughs> they were all negatives. Even the best value keepers were negatives. I'm sorry, even the best keeper values for kickers were negative. Evan McPherson was the best kept kicker at a negative five uh, by Brendan in the 20th round. Harrison Butker was second at a negative 18 by Sko in the 18th round. Uh, the worst values by kickers, woof. Um, Negative 84 for Tyler Bass, kept by Rick in the 13th round. Graham Gano is a negative 83 in the 22nd round by Eli. And then Justin Tucker, the GOAT, negative 37 by Chris Barnes in the 15th. Brutal. Last thing, we're going to wrap this thing up in one minute. Aggregate scores ranked. So basically, I sorted this by Jabroni, you know, by team. Um, I used to just call them jabronis because it gets confusing when you call them players. And you got players as in members and players as in individual players in football. Um, I get sorted by jabronis and then their aggregate score based on keeper values. I'll start by last and work my way up to first. Brendan is in last place by a wide margin. Brendan's keeper values on aggregate were a negative. 51. Yikes. That's tough. He's got his work cut out for him. I think he's an early front runner for the first pick overall next year. Second place is Eric. He's in the positives at least, but Eric's at a positive 80. But then there's a big jump up to 254. And that is Rick at 254. And then there are little jumps up from that. Then we got Sko at 260. We got Eli at 295, Singer at 319, Joe at 335, Chris Barnes at 396, and then we got a big jump. Then we got the big boys. From 396, we then jump up to 611 to a Rico, and then we jump up again to the heavyweight. Figuratively and literally, we got myself... The leader in the clubhouse at a positive 811 keeper value points. I ain't going to talk shit because it doesn't mean 
anything until December rolls around and I get it done in the championship, so I ain't saying shit. Those are the numbers. Can't argue them. I'm just laying out the facts. We out of here. It's been a long day of recording, a long night of recording. Preseason is exhausting. I'm wrapping it up. No outro. That's it, boys. I'll talk to you later in the week, uh, maybe next week. We're going to get the keeper draft going this week, though. We're days away. Get hyped. Let's go.